everyone. Welcome to the Dishes and Dimes podcast, an NBA podcast presented by BasketballNews.com, your source for all things NBA. Um, The site does amazing work with analysis and film breakdowns. Um, The Dunker Spot podcast by Nikias Duncan is amazing. Uh, The postcast by James Posey. Um, Topical things like uh, top tweets of the day by Kelsey. Like I like starting my day with that. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> um, and opinion uh, opinion pieces by yours truly. Um, and of course, this pod. So be sure to check it out. Check it out if you're looking for a source of information, opinions, and some great analytical work. So today I am your host Yasmin, and I am joined by my lovely co-host uh, Kelsey Nor. Hey guys, how are you? Hello. How are you doing? Um, yeah. We have a very special interview for you today. So please, let's welcome small forward for the Toronto Raptors, Sanimal, Stanley Johnson. Uh, I have a cue bashment horns written here, but uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Um, I'm going to start with a loaded question, Stanley. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. We're, uh, we're in Milwaukee right now um, in the middle of like a little mini series they have going this year. So. Uh, it was pretty cold. We've been in Tampa Bay, Jordan's my son. So getting the snow is a lot different uh, this week. But um, we're just kind of going to the gym and back to the hotel anyway with all the uh, pandemic protocols and stuff. So, right. Uh, I've been good. I'm good, though. Yeah, I was going to ask. No, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm from California. So I, I don't ever, right. I'll never get you too used to it. But, um, <laughs> I, I haven't had the lu- the luxury of living in the sun in a in a long time. So, so I was gonna I was just gonna ask how's not Toronto treating you, aka Tampa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm in, inside my house so much. Um, it, I really don't leave my house. I just really uh, I don't want to catch this virus. I don't live in fear either. <laughs> you know, I don't. I still gotta go to the grocery store and stuff like that. But um, it's just safer to stay in your house, especially you know when you're working and stuff. You don't want to have anything any setbacks. Um, you put a lot into a season, so uh, if I could just refrain from going to Chipotle or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> order no Uber Eats and stay in the house, it's it's pretty easy, easy choice. Your journey in this league is no secret. You were on radars everywhere prior to entering the league. Um, just like a list of accolades, especially between 2014 and 2015. Um, first team All-Pac-12, uh, FIBA, FIBA, sorry, America's Under-18 Championship MVP, to name a couple. So much so that I'm shocked every time someone mentions that they're only 24 years old. Like, I think that's insane. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm so interested in that leap for a player as they enter the league, just, you know, that one year prior to doing so. Um, what were your expectations for yourself as a rookie in Detroit and how did it impact your development? Like, what was that first year like for you? Um, um, that's a good question. I think uh, my first year was, was, was pretty good. Um, I, I was playing behind Marcus Morris um, uh, in the lineup uh, in Detroit. Um, and it was a lot, a lot of learning. Um, I was playing a lot of minutes at such a young age. I was kind of really 18, 19 years old. Um, and I was, you know, I'd have, you know, up and downs as any rookie would. Um, I just remember doing like, just, just, just being just, you know, at 24, you know, six years in just thinking like, man, what, I wish I knew that back then I would have did right. anything different. Um, but obviously, you know, especially, uh, you know, I think from my senior year to college to, to when I went to the draft and including summer league, I really never, ever took time off um, at any point in time. So 
going through an 82 game season at the pace I was going, um, I do like to work out a lot and I kind of had to learn the hard way the first couple of years of my career. Cause I, I just, I couldn't string together healthy months. Um, so not, not along with also being young, but also not being healthy all the time. Um, I was kind of up and down with my play. Um, we didn't make it to the playoffs that year. I was the only year outside of that, outside, outside of last year that I actually got, to, got a chance to be in the playoffs. So that was cool. Um, but I had high expectations for myself in Detroit. Um, and I think, I think for me, I think I achieved those things, um, especially for my, for, for, for where I was at. I think most of the guys that were notable for that year, um, I, I played on the team that won a lot of games. They got in the playoffs and got a chance to play against, you know, the team that ended up, uh, basically winning the championship that year. So, um, I thought it was successful for, in my book. Right. So how, do you continue to evolve in the Raptor system? Like knowing all of these things that you've accumulated through the years, and then you come to this season right now um, and how great your play has been right now. How, um, what are the changes that you think have taken place over the course of the last couple of years? Um, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Like how long have you guys been doing you guys' podcast? Like a year. <laughs> it's been a very crazy year. <laughs> Right. So like from the first time you guys did it till now, it's like probably a lot easier, a lot smoother. You kind of just, you kind of just can expect things, you know what to expect. Um, and I think through my first year here, um, just with a new system and, you know, I think Nick is, Nick's system is definitely uh, different than the change. It's different, a different pace um, to, to what, to what, to, to what is normal in the NBA in general. Cause I had just switched systems going from Detroit to New Orleans before I came to Toronto. So I wasn't, it wasn't like I was unfamiliar with how, like knowing I have to like, you know, get, get in, get in film studies a little more and learn it if I want to play a little faster. Um, but going into this season, knowing what to expect, um, it was a lot easier to suffice. And I, I, I mean, I don't even feel like I've learned everything I can learn. Like there's so much more I can grasp. Um, you, if you watch like Freddie play and Kyle play, and obviously these guys are, you know, all-star caliber players, their pace of the game, they see the game so like so slow. Everything happens you seem so slow sometimes for them because um, they understand the system really well. Um, that's a testament to how much work they put in their game. So, so what is it like? Like the Raptors, I'm sure you knew this before you came to the team, and it's probably one of the reasons why you came uh, to the Raptors in particular. Um, you're kind of just surrounded uh, by all these players who have um, – come to be who they are through a development system. Um, yeah. Does does that make you like more excited about the future? Just knowing like how these guys have kind of been, you know, percolating for a while in the system. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that was one of the reasons I, I wanted to come to Toronto. It just seemed like um, every young person that went there got better at basketball. Um, and that's not, to be honest, that's not the truth around everywhere in the NBA. Um, and I, you know, I just felt like the, and the, and not only did, you know, the team matter for the next over my career, but it was also the, the development of me as a, as a basketball player. Um, and Toronto does that, I mean, just as good as anybody. I mean, most people, I was talking to somebody today, like most of our guys play, have, have played in the G League. Oh, yeah. Played, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's especially, I think, it, over the offseason, um, with the extensions, especially, you know, Pascal became a max player, and then you had Fred and um, – OG extended this offseason, kind of just stressed to like Raptors fans, like, wow, we saw these guys come in as like rookies and like, you know, (laughs) especially Pascal, a guy who's just, you know, was known for running and sort of dribbling and then just becoming this kind of 
well-rounded yeah. player now. Um, it's kind of surreal to see. Um, we sort of know that um, when players are young, the the player that influences them and kind of inspires them to pursue the sport professionally may be different than the one they look up to once they're in the league. So um, for you, who's a player that like influences your game now? Like who, who in the league is Stanley Johnson, like taking notes from? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I mean, there's a lot of people that I respect. Um, I really like watching like Kevin Durant. I like watching Kawhi. Those are two guys that I can, you know, I can say I, I, I like, like, like if they're watching, they're, they're playing the game, I'm going to tune in. Um, I don't know. I just like the way they approach the, the basketball game. Um, obviously, there's a lot of great players in the NBA. There's like, I can name off a million players, but especially for my position and, you know, what do you, what do you strive to be um, for like my generation, I would say. Um, those are two guys that I would say uh, take the cake for me. Is it still surreal when you're playing them? Like when you're on the same court as them or have you kind of gotten used to it now? Yeah, I would say not really. Like, um, like you can, like, I feel like, like, like even in saying that, like, you know, you, you admire what they do and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's, it's just competitive more. It's competitive. It's just more, it's a competitive thing. Um, like you want to see them do it on you. You want to see it or oh, what, what have I been doing to counteract those things? Or can I, you know, do some of the things or maybe emulate them in ways um, so it's more of a competitive thing than a, like a fan thing. You know, maybe when I was 14, 13, I would have been like, oh, wow. But these days it's not the same. Can you imagine that if like 24 year old Stanley was still like wide eyed <laughs> playing against Kevin Durant and whatnot? <laughs> <laughs> like all your closeouts are late. Cause you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the ball go in the last <laughs> You're like, here's the ball, Kevin. You can have it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, so my last question about your game. Um, I feel like the Raptors are there. There's like no short supply with them, with players that kind of like possess these intangibles, guys that can impact the game um, with, you know, their ghost stats and everything. Um, and I feel as though like you're now among them. Would it be like a fair assessment to say you've prioritized like those winning plays um, for the betterment of the team? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like, uh, I think we all make those type of sacrifices for each other. Um, I think that's why we're probably one of the most consistent defenses in, in the league. Um, it's kind of our system is to play super hard. We don't have, you know, we don't really try to do all the trickery as much as it seems like we are. We just kind of play really, really hard. Um, and those, you know, those plays just happen when you're playing in the system. Like, do, does uh, more minutes kind of just facilitate, like, the ease in which you can string together these, um, like, winning plays and um, high-impact moments? Um, yeah, it just – it kind of depends. Like, you know, we have a – I think we have a scheme. So, sometimes we're a lot more aggressive and sometimes we're more passive. Um, so, it kind of depends on the ebbs and flows of the game um, and your matchup and, you know, kind of – what's going on. You know, sometimes you're, you're a player that is more solid and, pa and passive and the guy in, in help is more aggressive. So you're not the person that will maybe end up making impact plays or whatever it may be that people think they are, but you know, you doing your job is allowing those plays to happen. Right. So um, that's why I say it's more of a team thing more than I guess, Oh, a certain play. Cause everything is not always what it seems. Right. So Kelsey, 
You want to take it away? (laughs) Right from there, actually, because I mean, you're, you're speaking on, you know, the ghost stats and all of the things that kind of the behind the scenes work that don't show up in a stat line and what, or a box score. And when you're, you know, you had so many accolades as Yasmin touched on going in, you had, you know, Mr. California basketball, McDonald's all American. Do you think that put additional pressure on you? I mean, you know, being a lottery pick, being so highly drafted, being so highly touted out right out of college. Do you think that kind of prepared you for the, for the NBA or do you think it put more pressure? I mean, I feel like I would have pressure if it was something that was like um, unauthentic. Like I I feel like me growing up as a kid and and doing what I did, I I didn't do anything. I didn't hide from any competition. I didn't take any time off. I did everything the right way. I went to high school. I didn't go to prep school. I went to college. I went to class, and I did my job on the court. So when I got to a place at the draft and I ended up in the lottery, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, I work really hard at the game, so anything that I don't do and I do do, I kind of just take it on the chin all the same way because it is my life. It's my game. It's, it's what I've been working on almost my whole life. So um, I and I really love it. I really enjoy it. So it's like one of the things that you you can't you know. As you ask for amazing things, you also got to also live with some bad things at the same time as well. Um, and it's all it's all a joy in the sport, in my opinion. It wouldn't be yeah. fun if it was all easy. I think it was Troy Brown Jr. on the Wizards I was speaking with, and he said the same thing. Like, you, you kind of think of all the things that you gave up to get to that point. Like, he was saying missing prom and missing this, that, and the other just because you were focusing so hard on your craft. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Some guys... Uh, they miss life trying to trying to do trying to just you know focus on on, on basketball. And I not not saying that I I didn't do that, but I'm saying you know I also thought you know it was kind of weird not going to prom and stuff like that. So I, well, if that had been like that, it'd be kind of weird. So I didn't go to prom either, and I am not a professional basketball player. <laughs> well, I did. It wasn't worth it. You missed nothing. <laughs> yeah, you missed absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um. How have you kind of combated like the reactionary attention that you comes with being a household name in such a developmental system? Um, you read all these things about you? You know, I, I, I don't. I think when I was younger, um, you kind of did um, just not understanding, not understanding like how it kind of works. But as you know, sitting here at 24, it's it's almost like, like that's why I said like everything's always not what it seems. It's mm-hmm. like if you know the truth and you know what's going on, this is your life, like you're living it. Why would you allow someone else who doesn't really understand what's going on? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Like it's their opinion, but how it affects you is also your choice. Um, so whether you're you know whether I choose to read them or whatever I choose to do with it. But it's all about how I choose to take it in and if I let it affect me going forward. Um, and I just choose to listen to people that listen to me back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can, I can talk to and, you know, conversate with and someone that I don't know that has no face. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's got to be, it's such a, not mature outlook, but such a different outlook than I would expect from someone who essentially grew up in a social media era where, you know, everything's online. Right. How did you come to learn that? Because um, I feel like you come from a, like an interesting um, draft class where uh, I think that it coincided with like 
just this world where we're like immersed in like social media and it's how we stay connected and everything. How did you learn to just kind of um, prioritize yourself and like your, your mental health (laughs) Um, versus being like such a, because when you think about it, that 2014, 2015 season, you're like a kid, you know what I mean? Or that that year you're basically a child Um, and you have to kind of learn all of these things how, how, like when did you kind of realize this make that realization um i i guess i guess it's like just a maturation of like i guess how my, my my career um i would say at no point in time that i you know feel like but i think some days i woke up and there's some things i could just life would be a little easier and like what does this actually mean how does this really affect my bottom line like what i what i want to do today how like how does this affect me from like everyday decisions, every time I, you know, every time you did, like, is this helping me get to my goals? Almost. This is kind of how I took, took how I started to think. Um, and I don't know, things just, you know, it just, that's how it happened. <laughs> and, and from that point on, I, I can't say that I have like a whole thing about it, just everyday decisions, like from what I eat to what I think about, to what I let, to, to what I let, let myself see and take in and, who I hang around and stuff like that. I'm going to remember that next time someone calls me a dumb bitch online. (laughs) (laughs) Stanley Johnson told me this isn't going to affect my day. But yeah, I know that's very true. And it's all about your mindset, right? It's all about, like you said, it starts with your thinking. It starts with what you're allowed to think for yourself. And especially at 24, that's probably such a huge way to look at life and be like, I don't need to go look up, you know, what people are saying about me when, you know, we know NBA players who have burner accounts and who could be, you right. know, on an MVP racing and stuff. So it's, it's, you should probably write a self-helpful book. Let's get into some teammate questions. You ready? All right. So Stanley, we want to get to know you and we want to get to know your relationship with your teammates and get to know them better through you. So we have okay. a couple um, who is most likely type of questions um, and that's regarding, you know, your teammates and Raptor players. So I'll read out the statements for you and then you let me know who you think is best suited for each statement. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with Serge's departure, who is most likely, most likely to fill the fashion void from the team? Um, it's a good question. I think Fred, <laughs> I think Fred's taking the cake this year. Wow. Um, you know, you know that 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 money's very fresh. <laughs> There's hundreds, so it barely sat in the bank, eh? <laughs> he went straight to the mall. <laughs> what about Bembry? Um, you know, I haven't. You know, I, the way when I get to the gym, I guess I'm kind of I I don't I don't see everybody. You're not checking them out. No, oh no, it's just like I'm on the early. I get on the early early bus. So if you come on the first early bus, like you're kind of. I don't really get a chance to see all the time, <laughs> but like Fred comes on the, you know, for his shooting time, he comes to the, you know, the bus right before his shooting time. So by that time I'm already in the locker room. So I, most of the time I catch like, you know, Fred or Kyle or OG or, right. or you know, you just kind of catch him in ebbs and flows. So about who gets on the bus first, the work ethic. We get it. We see you, Bembry. <laughs> get on the first bus. <laughs> yeah, all right. Shooting time, just the shooting time bus. Not, <laughs> not the first bus. Okay, Stanley's not talking (laughs) shit. It's okay. (laughs) All right. Um, Who is most likely likely to be a stand-up comedian? Um, 
Pat McCall is pretty funny. I can see that. Yeah, he's. he's I can too. Remember his videos from last year after they won the championship? I don't know if you remember Stanley. Yeah, the dance moves. That stuff went viral. Yeah, he has has a new dance every month. (laughs) How's he doing? He's doing great. He's yeah. he's getting a lot, a lot healthier every day. So it's actually you know fun to see him back around on the court practicing with us and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, we miss him a lot. Can't wait to see him back as well. Um, okay, who is most likely to spend on food? Uh, Boucher. <laughs> that was like you had no thinking needed. You sure. just knew. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, who is the most likely to end up on The Bachelor? <laughs> that's a good question you know that's funny me me and my me and my girlfriend are actually watching the bachelor so i feel like i understand like you know what goes on it is and i don't think we have those type of like not saying that type of guy i don't just think we have like a guy who would sign up for the bachelor black bachelor on our team but if one were two i i don't know it'd be tough it'd be i don't think a guy like i don't think i don't think a guy has enough patience to do all that <laughs> Agents do that. What um, about just to go on there to date like forty girls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna it, I'm gonna give it to Boucher again. <laughs> the Montreal sweetheart. I see it because he'd get forty dinners out of it. <laughs> exactly. That's how you're thinking about it. <laughs> That's smart. Boucher knows. Okay, who is most likely to get in a fight? Serge is gone. So who takes that cake now? <laughs> Dang, I don't. Yeah, I don't think uh, we don't. We don't have any. I mean, we got. I think we're leading the league in technicals, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have any hotheads on our team like that. I think no, just, for a team that like leads the lead in tech or leads leads the league in technicals, you guys are all pretty like mellow. Yeah, I think Maybe it's just like we're passionate about the sport and passionate about what we're doing. Yeah, but right, um, but not like. Fight, I, or they save the money. <laughs> you just you just won't throw hands. That's fine. That's fair. That's classy. Yeah. Okay. Who is most likely to embarrass you in public? Um, OG for sure. How did I know? I'm like I know OG. It's gonna be OG. Yeah, um. Sure. Okay. Then who is most likely to run for office? Who would you most likely vote for if they ran for office? That's a good question. I feel Who do you like, trust? <laughs> wow. um. It's Nick Nurse, isn't it? He's going to play that guitar like Bill Clinton played the sax. Oh, if I'm picking, if I'm picking a president to run, I would pick our president then. Oh, oh, yeah, true. Ah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Good That's one. a Fittingly very good so. answer. Sure. He could become prime minister. <laughs> we'll send this tape to Masai. We'll let him know you picked him. Yeah, well, please let him know. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so who is most likely to skip hanging out to go to sleep? OG as well. Does he love nap? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, so he won't show up, but when he does, he's going to embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you're the closest to on the team, actually? That's a side question. Um, probably OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, and the last question, who is most likely to be the first one to die in a zombie apocalypse? 
it was <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Um, I don't know. I said I never. <laughs> <laughs> no one will take it personally. I or a horror movie, like who's most likely to go towards the sound? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Zombie apocalypse. I don't know, man. Who's the slowest on the team? I don't know. <laughs> we can't run the fastest. If not that one, then who would survive it? Who would you want to be with that you know is going to make it? Um, probably Aaron Baines. He seems like a guy. Who's, uh, is he an outdoorsman? He's going to handle, handle himself pretty well. He seems like he can he just climb on top like, of him. Yeah. Yeah. I would stand behind him. I would stand, you know what I'm saying? Stand behind him. He gives me Viking vibes, so I get it. Yeah. That's who I'd like have to protect. <laughs> That'd be so funny. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for the who is most likely to questions. Um, Which teammate have fun. you learned the most from? Oh, that's a good one. Like on and um, off. I've learned a lot from Kyle. Um, just kind of watching like how he, you know, does what he does and um, on the court, off the, like off the court from what I can see. And he's pretty impressive. There's a reason why he's had a lot of success in the NBA. Um, he's his process and how he handles every, handles every game from what I can see is top, top of the line. A lot of guys are like that, but Kyle is, is like, noticeable. Have you, who have you like really enjoyed playing with that uh, kind of surprised you over the course of your career that's a good question yeah man i played with a lot of guys yeah. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> I with a lot of uh really really good guys um i feel like i've i've i don't think i've had a bad teammate yet which is which is i think is a luxury um i think uh you know anthony was probably uh he was pretty impressive to play with him um, in New Orleans for a short time. Um, Drew was also pretty impressive. And I was in, you know, playing with Andre when he had his historic rebound season. That was pretty impressive to watch. The dude had like 23 rebounds at, at halftime one time. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. So is it you starting those Drummond to Toronto rumors? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, every, I mean, so many people, like, so many people are, it was, it was really like our fun to play with them, like, especially like, you know, different styles of play and no matter, like you always hear and see about guys, no matter, you know, how good or whatever people think about them. So um, it's cool to be able to play with different people like that. I have a question. Um, hmm. Before we wrap things up, um, what was, I'm always interested in the perspective of Americans. What was the biggest, uh, culture shock about, you know, coming to a new country and basically living here, playing here, anything about the, um, yeah. environment, what was the biggest culture shock for you as a California guy? <laughs> you know, I've been coming to Toronto for a long time. I feel like a couple of years, like four or five years prior to me playing. So pretty much my whole career prior to me signing with the team. So I don't even remember like the uncomfortable moments um, of, you know, getting to Canada. I know for maybe at the beginning it was like different, you know, not having CVS or something like that and having shoppers. But um, at this point it was, it is, it's no different to me. It's just like New York, but, you know, maybe a little Thanks, European, 
Let me eat a little European style of New York. <laughs> I mean, shoppers optimal. People really nice. Yeah, people are really nice in Toronto. Yeah, we like to call it a nicer New York. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Cleaner and nicer New York, less rats. What sure. restaurant do you miss most from Toronto? Um, wow, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> probably probably uh, either Soto Soto or Casamoto. Soto Soto is a good one. That's yeah. a good answer. And how much do you guys miss Toronto? We are going mad. And I'm insane. here and I miss Toronto because my <laughs> everything <laughs> is closed around me. <laughs> I miss my city. <laughs> yeah, we always talk about it on the plane. We do. We miss being at home. I mean, uh, it might be cold, but we still, it's, it's good for us. We, we like it. Um, it's, I miss our facilities. I miss everything about it, but it kind of is what it is right now. Kind of just getting used to it. Has it been a weird adjustment trying to become like, I mean, starting a whole season in a whole new place? I think, I think with the bubble and already kind of playing games outside of like a market, I, I, outside of your market and outside of like an NBA arena, um, it was already kind of the precedent, especially you know, when we had to stay in Tampa already. Um, it kind of felt just one and the same because our, our, practice, our practice facility is the same as it was in the bubble. So it kind of gives the same vibes off um, and like all the empty arenas and stuff. If, and I played in the bubble uh, last year, so it was kind of the same. It's, it's kind of awkward when you go to Atlanta and there's a bunch of people there. Right. You can actually hear like actual fan noise because like, there's enough people to actually, you know, make a, a little, little bit of a difference. Um, that was like, kind of actually a little different, which is which is like refreshing, actually. So it has its positive and negatives. I know like most players have a very, very strict routine during the season. Was that kind of hard to kind of mimic that routine somewhere else? Yeah, it's tough because we can't go to the gym in the mornings um, before games. Um, and that's really about it. I mean, there's so, especially during the season, um, there's so much, uh, especially for a guy, you know, sometimes your minutes aren't as high as others. So you get so much like of your work in the morning of games. And that's like a big day for like a professional time for us. Um, and it kind of sucks not being able to go. But obviously in the pandemic, you don't want to put the game in jeopardy or anything like that. So uh, you understand it and they try to make it as good as they possibly can. But you only can do what you can do. Last question. Who are you rooting for on The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, I don't even remember the name. Oh, um, <laughs> How am I calling help over here? <laughs> Lifeline. Bree, Bree, I'm going for Bree. That's what I think is going to win. Is that your girlfriend? Yeah, she's over here. <laughs> so it was her answer, not your answer. No, no, no. She thinks someone else is going to win. The one I'm gonna, oh. I think is going to win is Bree. She thinks someone else is going to win. I think Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. That's the one everyone Rachel. doesn't like, right? I keep seeing it all over Twitter. People don't one like it. Everybody doesn't like is the girl. I don't, want, I don't know. The one I didn't like. Victoria, she was she wasn't nice. I didn't like her. Stanley, start a podcast on The Bachelor. <laughs> we, we'd listen to it. Uh, Do it with uh, your girlfriend. It's gonna be like an authentic. That would actually be awesome. <laughs> we would listen and watch RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> so, anyways, Stanley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, 
any li- any last words? Um, actually, let's let's say this. Um, leave us uh, with a recommendation uh, of a song to listen to or an artist to check out. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, thank you guys for having me. One, um, I had a, had a nice time on you guys' show. Um, if I can leave a recommendation for you guys, I would ask you guys to listen to Reverse by K-Force. Um, okay. One of my friends, he's really, really, really talented. Um, but yeah, he has a lot of good stuff on there. So I think Reverse is a good song to maybe get into like, it. And hopefully you get into it after. Oh, I'm in. I know what to do afterwards. I, that's, I'm like already typing it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you heard it here first, guys. Check out the track and um, what? Best, bet the house on Rachel, you said? Bree. Uh, Bree. Okay, Bree. bet the house on Bree. Don't bet the house. Alpha is Rachel, so. Rachel, take Rachel? I don't care. Well, if I come out again, then we'll. <laughs> we'll discuss it then too right. well thank you again and good luck tomorrow beat those bucks thank for you. us please I appreciate it thank you to Take your care. girlfriend for sitting through this <laughs> <laughs> she totally could have come on too <laughs> well, she- bye 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 take care bye <laughs>